Good morning. It's December 22nd, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion of the book by the same name. The music you're listening to is O Come All Ye Faithful, the instrumental version by the Van Vogel Ensemble. Today's title is Joseph. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Luke 2, 4-5, New King James. When I was in medical school and residency in the late 70s and early 80s, husbands were not allowed in the delivery room. In fact, labor delivery recovery rooms in which the couple stayed together throughout the birth process had not yet even been proposed. For nearly 2,000 years before my residency, men were completely and intentionally ostracized from the birthing room and the entire labor experience. But we can discern from Scripture that Joseph was almost certainly present at, or shortly after, his son's birth in a sheep cave on the outskirts of Bethlehem. Despite being thus close to center stage, there is scant mention of Joseph at any point in the Scripture after this. Earlier, the Gospel of Matthew does tell us what happened when Joseph discovered his supposedly pure betrothed was found to be with child. Adultery was punishable by stoning to death, and an engagement was considered legally the same as marriage, Leviticus 20.10. Joseph was legally bound to expose Mary as an adulteress and turn her over to the religious authorities. Yet, instead, he had decided to divorce her quietly, undoubtedly saving her life, Matthew 1.19. Then an angel appeared to him in a dream and explained that the Holy Spirit was responsible for Mary's pregnancy and that their son would be known as Emmanuel, God with us. There is no specific description of how he handled the news, as there is with the Annunciation of Mary. But we do learn this, that Joseph did as commanded, abandoned his plans for divorce, and took Mary as his wife. But he did more than that. The one-year betrothal period was to ensure the bride's purity, and if evidence of impurity arose, he could have had the marriage annulled. Not only did he eschew this course, but he immediately took her into his home, violating every custom of engagement. Matthew 1.24 There are reams of literature written about the Virgin Mary and the Annunciation. There are literally thousands of portraits of Madonna and child, but virtually none that even include her husband, no less feature him. How are we really to know anything at all about him? A little closer study reveals that the Bible tells us much more about Joseph than first meets the eye. Matthew 1.19 tells us that Joseph was a, quote, just man, unquote. To a first century Hebrew, that means he strives to adhere to the laws of Moses, and that would, by definition, include divorcing his fiancée for infidelity. His hesitation to do just that speaks volumes about his merciful nature and perhaps even his love for this girl with whom his marriage had been arranged. When confronted with an angel's command in his dream, instead of disregarding it as only a dream, he chooses to believe and do as commanded, just as Mary did. Joseph didn't just say yes to the Lord's command. He lived it out, right in the face of a Hebrew community who undoubtedly scorned them both. He took Mary into his home rather than waiting the obligatory one full year. He followed through, staying at Mary's side throughout the remaining months of pregnancy on the long, difficult journey to Bethlehem, 
and through the unexpected delivery in a livestock cave. According to Luke, Joseph dutifully brought his wife and son to the temple for circumcision on the eighth day, despite the shame associated with the birth. Three more times Joseph was visited by the angel in his dreams, warned to flee to Egypt, told to return to Israel when Herod died, and finally to settle in Nazareth. Can you even imagine moving to a strange land with a different language, different customs, different rules, and finding a way to support your family for ten years? Then Joseph, obedient to the end, raises Jesus as his own in Galilee. My pregnant patients have always found it easier to ask forgiveness than ask permission. They always seem to tell me about the wine they drank after they drank it, wanting absolution for their crime. Perhaps that's why it's always easier for Christians to talk about forgiveness than obedience. But Christ says, if you love me, keep my commandments, John fourteen fifteen. Joseph did just that. So don't forget him as you prepare your heart for Christmas. Joseph was dealt cards for which he never asked and led into a life he could not possibly have planned. Many of you may feel that nothing is going as planned, even to the point of utter despair. Well, nothing at all went as Joseph had planned, but he chose to trust God in it. When you're looking for peace and contentment, accepting Christ and the direction of the indwelling Holy Spirit is not unlike believing the angels in Joseph's dreams. Have faith that whatever difficult and unplanned path on which you find yourself will lead you right into the center of God's will. It might take patience, but believing it will bring you peace. Dear Heavenly Father, We love you. Turn our thoughts this Christmas, not only to Mary and baby Jesus, but to Joseph, who did as he was told by you, even when it was the farthest thing from his plan. His faith and consequent obedience was instrumental in the institution of God's plan for the world's redemption. We must have faith that our obedience will forward your will as well. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.